Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of our post today is America's Christian Heritage. After sharing several posts last week on the importance of history, the synergy of the ages, placing ourselves in the storyline and the appeal to heaven flag, it seems appropriate to quote from some of America's history. Sometimes we move on too quickly. The following prayers and quotes are from some of America's founders and presidents. The following prayer was adapted from George Washington's circular letter to the States, which he wrote on June 8, 1783, as the Commander-in-Chief at his headquarters in New York. The circular was directed to the governors and states of the new nation. His reference, his reference to them has been replaced by the words, the United States. Otherwise, the words and spellings are those of General George Washington of the Continental Army. Quote, I now make it my earnest prayer that God would have the United States in his holy protection, that he would incline the hearts of the citizens to cultivate a spirit of subordination and obedience to government, to entertain a brotherly affection and love for one another, for their fellow citizens of the United States at large, and particularly for their brethren who have served in the field. Finally, that he would most graciously be pleased to dispose us all to do justice, love mercy, and to demean ourselves with that charity, humility, and pacific temper of mind which were the characteristics of the divine author of our blessed religion. The divine author of our blessed religion. And without a humble imitation of whose example in these things, we can never hope to be a happy nation. Good stuff. On June 28, 1787, when our framers were struggling to agree on a suitable constitution, Benjamin Franklin, considered one of the least spiritual of the founders, made the following statement. His appeal began the practice of opening sessions of Congress with prayer. I've included the entire appeal or speech here, although I'm only going, only going to read part of it for the sake of time, but it's here for you to look at if you like. In this, situ this situation, this assembly, groping as it were in the dark to find political truth and scarce able to distinguish it when presented to us, how has it happened, sir, that we have not hitherto once thought of humbly applying to the Father of lights to illuminate our understanding. In the big, our understandings, plural, in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in this room 
for divine protection. Our prayers, sir, were heard, and they were graciously answered. All of us who are engaged in the struggle must have observed frequent instances of a superintending providence in our favor. To that kind providence, we owe this happy opportunity of consulting in peace on the means of establishing our future national felicity. And have we now forgotten that powerful friend? Or do we imagine that we no longer need his assistance? I have lived, sir, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. And I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. We shall be divided by our little partial local interests. Our projects will be confounded and we ourselves shall become a reproach and a byword down to future age. And what is worse, mankind may hereafter from this unfortunate instance despair of establishing governments by human wisdom and leave it to chance, war, and conquest. I, therefore, beg leave to move that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessings on our deliberations be held in this assembly every morning before we proceed to business that one or more of the clergy of this city be requested to officiate in that service. That's how we were born. That's how our Constitution was born. Abraham Lincoln wrote the following proclamation to Americans on March 30th, 1863. And again, I've included the entire thing, though I won't have time to read it all. And whereas, he said, it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. We have been, he continued, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We've grown in numbers, wealth and power, as no other nation has ever grown, but we have forgotten God.
We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace, multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Too proud to pray to the God that made us. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, confess our national sins, Pray for clemency and forgiveness. And there is more. How powerful that proclamation. In 1911, the year before he was elected president, Woodrow Wilson assured the listeners that he was right with the Lord and then said, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived from the revelations of Holy Scripture. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very simple thing to ask of you. I ask of every man and woman in this audience that from this night on, they will realize that part of the destiny of America lies in their daily perusal of this great book of revelations, that if they would see America free and pure, they will make their own spirits free and pure by this baptism of the Holy Scripture. And on one of his famous radio addresses, FDR, Franklin Roosevelt said the following, No greater thing could come to our land today than a revival of the spirit of religion, a revival that would sweep through the homes of the nation and stir the hearts of men and women of all faiths to a reassertion of their belief in God and their dedication to His will for themselves and for their world. I doubt if there is any problem, social, political, or economic, that would not melt away before the fire of such a spiritual awakening. FDR. And finally, President Harry Truman, in a 1950 speech before a conference on law enforcement, said, the fundamental basis of this nation's law was given to Moses on the mount. The fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from the teachings which we get from Exodus and St. Matthew, Isaiah and St. Paul. 
I don't think we emphasize that enough these days, he said. And continuing, if we don't have the proper fundamental moral background, we will finally wind up with a totalitarian government which does not believe in rights for anybody except the state. Pause and think about that one. Well, so much for the revisionist attempts to steal our Christian heritage. It is there and it will remain. Put yourself in the storyline. Agree with these leaders, help create the synergy of the ages, and appeal to heaven. It still works. And let's pray. Father, this week, during which America will honor a national day of prayer, we look back at our beginning with you and thank you. Thank you for righteous women and men who believed your word, honored the gospel of Christ, and realized that unless you build America, they and we labored in vain. Though their words have been dishonestly and shamefully hidden, they are on record and alive in heaven. We honor those words, agree with them, and declare them over America today. You told Jeremiah his words given to him by you would pluck up, break down, destroy, overthrow, build, and plant. Surely our spirit-led words authorized by Jesus can do the same. You said your words are spirit and life, a spiritual sword, and seeds that birth and bear fruit. Therefore, we boldly decree today America was birthed by God for his purposes. Those purposes are alive and well, and America shall be saved. Amen. Thanks for joining me. This is a good week to go back through and reread these. I may share some more of these quotes this week. Agree with these declarations over our nation by the highest authorities in our land, founders and presidents, because the synergy of the ages matters. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. See you tomorrow.